What if you could create more kindness in the world just by being you? Everyone has the potential to create and receive more kindness. What if kindness is more than being nice and compassionate to others? Have you ever considered what having more kindness for you could create in your life? Get ready to learn how the energy of kindness is integral to reducing stress in your life and how it can assist in healing your body. Now, here is the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, facilitator of healing, Karen Leslie. Welcome, everyone. I'm so happy you're here with me today. We have a really interesting show for you today and one that I'm, I think I'm personally invested in it quite a bit today. So it's fabulous that the topic of creating inner peace and kindness is today, May 24th, 2023. For those of you who may be watching the replay and for those watching live, welcome. I I always feel so humbled, really, and honored to know that you're there and you're watching and or listening to the show and sending me your energy. You truly do help me along as I go through every episode of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, you know, here on the Inspired Choices Network. Being very intuitive and sensitive and whatever other words you want to use, I I do sense the people that are watching the show that when it's live. And I'm grateful. I'm truly grateful. And it's you being there that gives me some of the information that I end up sharing. It's it's wonderful, actually, and really interesting to look back on my my show notes, because I do make a few before every episode to see, okay, which ones did I actually use? And what was the new information that came in? And that new information is thanks to you, your energy, your engagement, your your likes or dislikes with what I say. It's a it's a valuable part of me being here every Wednesday. So I'm just sending my thanks to all of you. So creating inner peace and kindness. Sounds awesome, right? Sounds like it would be amazing to just think about it and have that inner peace just materialize for yourself. So could it be that easy? Did your mind just say when I said, could it be that easy? Go like, ah, I'm not so sure about that. What if you could just think, oh, I really need some calmness right now. And then it happened. Now that would be a tool to have in your tool bag, right? Well, these are some of the things we're going to talk about today. We are going to be looking at different ways to fill your tool bag or your toolbox or whatever and have those there for you so that you can create inner peace for yourself. And when we create inner peace, we also bring along the energy of kindness. They work together hand in hand so beautifully. I actually think it would be really difficult to separate them out, to really have that inner peace for yourself and not have kindness for you in that moment. I don't see how that would even work. I think it would be impossible. So if it doesn't feel like both are there, then that can be your first indication that something's in the way, that there's something that perhaps needs your attention or that you've overlooked when trying to come into that inner calmness, that inner peace 
that you're desiring. So I'll be sharing some of my experiences with how I work with creating peace for myself. I'll be sharing some of the things I help um, my clients with and how I share, you know, the thought process, hmm, sort of. It's more the awareness that's necessary in order to have that peaceful state for yourself. So let's look at and start with the um, etymology of the word peace. I went there this morning when I was, um, you know, kind of thinking a little bit about what I wanted to share with you today. And that's always a great place for me to go. So from the etymology website that I use, it says for peace, it's reconciliation, silence, permission. And then the next line, tranquility, absence of war. And that, when I read that, I thought, okay, yes, that's as in civil unrest and war between countries or people or whatever it might be. But then I thought, it could also, or to me, it also meant the war within ourselves. So the absence of war within you and within Karen in order to be able to have that space of peace. And then it said from the 1300s that it was a sense of state of quiet or tranquility. So that's when that really started to come through as possible meanings for peace. They made me stop and think. I mean, we really do sort of assume for many of us anyways, that inner peace is a, a quiet time, maybe a time of silence, um, maybe a time of peace with who you are in that moment, to be there without judgment. And permission is one that I kind of thought a little bit more about. So what could you possibly be looking to give permission to? My thought is permission to yourself to give yourself the gift of inner peace and kindness. Permission to be honest with you. To see where you're perhaps fighting having inner peace. Where perhaps you have a belief system that's like, Mm, this is just not possible. Yeah, that's what a yogi does. That's what other people does. That may be something Karen does, but that's not something I'm capable of doing. So if we're thinking that way, then that's what you'll be experiencing. But I would love you, love, love you to allow yourself to give yourself permission. Maybe that's not 100% true. Give yourself permission to be wrong on that idea. And reconciliation, yes, between people that can bring peace when we think about warring nations or countries and reconciliation within yourself. We can be so hard on ourselves when we have a judgment that we hold against ourselves. And to reconcile that, to come out of judgment, to let that way of thinking, like, to let it go, to move it out and to heal what was inside holding that in place. That is a beautiful and kind form of reconciliation. So there's so many ways we can look at this topic today. 
I have so many thoughts that are flowing through my head in this moment, and that's great. And I'm going to do my very best to get to all of them. One of the, um, sorry, just give me a second. Okay, one of the things, though, that I want to make sure that I really do remember is to is to talk about the idea of coming out of judgment for yourself. In previous episodes of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, I have talked about judgment. I've talked about points of view and belief systems and how they get in our way. This element of reconciliation within yourself, well, it just, it, I get shivers. I get this really cool feeling just coming up through my chest. And I think it's something I'm going to explore more within myself as well. And I would encourage you to as well. And if you need any assistance or want to talk about it more, by all means, get in touch with me. Send me an email, Karen at KarenLeslie.ca, or you can find me on so many different social media platforms. Just Google Karen Leslie. Actually, I had a person I met um, for a cup of coffee yesterday. We just met briefly at a network event, and he Googled Karen Leslie. And this was done on a tablet that had never Googled who I was before. And I'm very happy to say that I came up third on the list in Google. So if I'm there, then that means it's super easy for all of you to find me on all the different platforms or just Google me and you can find me. So that was a weird side note, but that's okay. Mm, I was going to say often, but you know what? I think the word is almost always. That's the right phrase. Almost always, I will pull a card for every show as I'm creating each episode. And I did so for this one as well, because I was a little curious as to what direction I would be taking once the title was given to me. And the titles are almost always just sort of downloaded and given to me by um, spirit. So I went to my um, animal, spirit animal deck. I just love that one. And the card that came up was the elk. Now, the elk's message for us here today, I'm just going to read this. Be aware of how much stress you are dealing with. We go on autopilot so much, and I'm always saying to you, please, please don't be on autopilot. Come off autopilot. And we do it with our stress because it's around us 24-7, right? So Elk is saying, be aware of just how much stress you are dealing with. Allow room for change and exchange of energies. And there, to me, there's that reconciliation idea again, that exchange of energies, that letting go of a point of view about something that's no longer working for you, letting that energy out, receiving a different energy in. And then this third one is really cool. Know when you are pushing through for the right and wrong reasons. So there's going to be times when something comes up And there's things you need to do. And you may have zero peace while you're doing them. Inner peace, calmness, and kindness to you will be put off to the side, on the back burner, whatever phrase you want to use. But it will not be your priority in that moment. Not a problem. There's situations like that that come up all the time. I had one this morning. We had... um, passing of a very, very, very close family member 
And so there were things I needed to do this morning as soon as I woke up and saw the email. There was phone calls I was required to make. There was emails that I wanted to send. There were some I needed to respond to. That this morning was pushing through. It was attending to the tasks that I needed to do. Hmm. Needed, that's so the wrong word. They are things I actually really wanted to do. Yeah, there was no need. I was mm, pulled, I'm feeling that was the energy. I was pulled into doing them out of kindness and compassion for others. I wanted to be the one to communicate some of this information to other people that I knew this individual was special to as well. So that was pushing through and I knew the reasons why. Now, later in the day, I was able to stop that behavior, stop those activities, and then look at, okay, what is a kindness for Karen now? What do I require for me? And then I just sat and I received and I followed through. I found my center is the word that's coming in. And I found my inner peace with the whole situation. I'm really intuitive. So I, well, I was talking to the producer, to Sarah before the show, and I was able to realize that I, you know, I have connected in. I am aware that everything has gone well, that this individual's transition was very smooth. And that's really cool. I would only know that, though. If I'm in a state of inner peace, I've worked with this a lot. And so I really want to share with you today what I've learned and what I do so that even when circumstances are a surprise, are shocking, and I did recognize a little bit where I had a few minutes of shock and disbelief, and then how I worked with that. And to pass this on to you so that you then will have all of these tools readily available to you that you can use at any time for any reason and receive the benefits of them. All right. We are at our first break. I feel like I've barely begun. (laughs) All right. You are here with myself, Karen Leslie, and I am the host of Cultivating Kindness with Karen, where every week. I explain and talk and chat and natter away about the importance of energy, the importance of kindness, and the importance of you. And that is very much front and center today when we are talking about finding your inner peace and kindness. So please come back after we finish our commercials. We're going to talk about some of the different steps in creating this inner kindness for yourself and the importance of it beyond sort of what I just said now. I really wasn't planning on going into that segue, but that's okay. That's what happens on our shows when they're live and it's always meant to be. So go get a sip of water, whatever it is you might need. I'll have some of mine and we'll return after this break and continue on the Inspired Choices Network, finding inner peace for you. All right. Thanks, everyone. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. 
The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. Are you a subject matter expert? Are you here to share your expertise with an audience waiting to hear from you in only the way you can deliver? Are you ready to have your voice amplified across the airwaves? Inspired Choices Network has a global radio platform streaming to millions of people across the world. Professionally produced and supported by an accomplished team every step of the way, you can broadcast from anywhere in the world knowing your voice matters and we ensure it is delivered with ease and efficiency. Eager to hear your message, the world awaits. Contact us today to become an Inspired Choices Network radio host. Email becomeahost at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Welcome back, everybody. I'm so glad you're here with me. You know, I was listening to the commercials. Sometimes I tune them out. I'll be very honest. <laughs> but I was listening today. And when they were saying your voice matters, that is so true. And from different perspectives. So I fully believe that my voice matters, hence why I do my show. And that I want to be able to speak words explain concepts, share information in with the intention of helping you to create a better life and world for yourself. Another way that your voice really matters, truly, truly matters, is the voice you listen to. The voice you use when you talk to yourself. That could be when you're literally talking out loud and asking yourself questions, and we joke about that all the time, but that voice matters as well. Those words you say matter, as well as the voice that is through thought. When you wish to create inner peace for yourself and that space of kindness, to hold that energy of kindness for yourself, your voice is critical. What you think, how you think, the words you use will all give you information as to what is your priority in setting up a pathway, a desire for, a resistance to having inner peace. It all starts there. It all starts with your beliefs, your willingness to be vulnerable, and what is a priority for you? For years, decades, decades and decades, it was not a priority for me to have inner peace. It wasn't. I couldn't fathom the idea of how that would work. And so because I had that belief, I didn't try. I didn't investigate. I didn't play around with different 
ways of it. I ignored, truly ignored the thoughts that were in my way. I wasn't ready to hear them, acknowledge them, let alone try and work with them. And if that's where you're at in this moment, that is 100% okay. There is no wrong way and there is no wrong timing to come to the place where you would like to make a new choice and establish inner peace for yourself. Does it mean that as soon as I think about it, I have instant inner peace? No. But as I was saying in the first segment, I was able to bring inner peace and kindness for myself when I chose to. I chose to do certain activities. And then when I thought, okay, that's done. Now, what do I require? And being honest with myself enabled me to gift myself what I required. And that brought the inner peace. Check in with yourself. If you would like to create inner peace, what is the priority behind that desire? It could be for your health, could be for mental well-being. It could be to come out of patterns or programs that you know prevent you from being peaceful or calm. It could be an experiment. I just want to check this out. That's okay as well. Again, no wrong answer here. But it's really, really helpful to understand your motivation, because then when you try things and some of it, some of it's not going to work. That to be honest, truthful. Some will not work. Not every technique is meant for every person. So you play around with it. You figure out which ones work. If you're like myself, you may get bored with some of the techniques you use. I do. I get bored. I. You know, I've never been diagnosed with ADD or ADHD. Do I think they're part of my life? Uh, yeah. I let them be a part of my life and how to work with it. And so I no longer get upset that I don't follow the same routines in the morning or use the same tools all the time. I allow myself that freedom to pick and choose and know what works for me in that moment. And then that's okay. And I wish the same for you, right? Recognize how you think, recognize how your brain works and your mind and choose what is helpful and let the rest go. Just let it go. Like you don't even have to go and try it a second time if you don't want to. It's all cool. Knowing what works is really, really a benefit for yourself. All right. Another thing that, can, uh, that is important is, are you willing to be vulnerable? Are you willing to be honest with yourself to allow the thoughts to come forward that maybe you have been suppressing or repressing or denying? That can be uncomfortable, sure. And it can be empowering and, and liberating when you finally allow yourself to think that thought that you thought was just absolutely horrific for whatever reason, and then work with it. Heal that 
pattern, those the cellular activity in your body that's keeping that in place. And when you do that, oh my goodness, you open up so many doors for yourself. Like really, the sky's the limit as to what you can change and where it can lead you to next and what you might like to try after that. And it's, oh, as you can hear, it's really exciting for me. But there is an absolute element of vulnerability. And you'll know when you're ready for it. Or you'll know when you want assistance to help you with it. So recognizing this is, is super, super helpful. Also, looking at what has been the benefit to you in not establishing a way to have inner peace. There's a reason that this isn't there for you in this moment. You put together a whole plan, most likely unconsciously, but there will be a conscious element to it for most people, as to why allowing yourself to establish the way to have inner peace felt uncomfortable, felt wrong, felt dangerous. And yes, it could feel dangerous. There's an element that people buy into, uh, yeah, buy into that if they go into a, a place of like quietness, calmness, tranquility, that it's surrendering. There can be an element of surrender to get there. And I'm not going to go into that really in detail here today. There can be the vulnerability that I mentioned. And there can be um, feeling that their awareness actually drops, that they, because you can come out of fight or flight. And that feels scary because fight or flight has kept you safe, or you've thought it has kept you safe. The mind believes it is keeping you safe. So when you come out of that space, then that can feel dangerous. It will probably feel very foreign, very uncomfortable, perhaps threatening. My experience is that when I allow myself to be in that place of inner peace and calmness, my awareness heightens. I have clearer awareness, greater awareness. Less judgment of what I'm aware of, so information can come in. And it gives me strength. Yeah, that's the word. It actually gives me strength. That may sound weird, and that's okay. And that will, how you feel about what I've said will be based on what has been working for you and how you feel how comfortable you may think you could be in changing that. Often when I'm working with clients, coming out of fight or flight, you know, as a result of trauma, um, complex PTSD, or a variety of different other reasons, letting those barriers go, even just cracking them a little bit, can be very fearful. I recently, well, last week, I was talking with a client, and she was saying towards the end, 
that one of the one thing that she is most grateful as a result of our working together, and we work together multiple times a month, and we have now for a number of months, is she said, I no longer ever wake up in dread. I am not feeling dreadful to wake up and start my day. And I said, oh, tell me more, please. I'd like to learn more about this. And so she went on to explain just her thought process and the fears and just this overwhelming dread she felt every morning when she opened her eyes. And that's gone. And it's been gone for weeks, but she just told me about it last time we spoke. The fear of cracking open some of the belief systems was very, very real. But she did it. I supported her. I gave her tools. We worked together. There was energy work protocols that we were doing to work with the cells in her body. The whole thing. And now she's without dread. Now there's this opportunity for inner peace to be a daily part of her life if she would like it. That's not something you achieve if you've got dread all the time. But the dread was working, so she thought. Now that she's on the other side, she recognizes the difficulties it actually caused her. So, being vulnerable, recognizing your thought patterns, understanding why they are in place, and then looking to change the ones that are a hindrance, really. That is an amazing kindness to you. I think I'm going to leave. No, one more thing. <laughs> All right, before we go to our next break, the one other thing that, that is coming through is also the element of control. So a lot of times people will hold on to their belief systems um, because it gives them truly a false sense of control of their situation, of their life, or of an event. And when we hold on to that aspect of control and feel that it must be with us all the time, it will prevent that true inner peace from coming forward. Yep, done. All right. Now we're going to go to our second break. You're here with me on the Inspired Choices Network as we share today again another really interesting topic and learnings and sharings, I hope, for you on cultivating kindness with Karen. So when we come back, I'm going to give you some specific tools you can use. We'll go through a couple of them and we'll start building that toolbox for you. So don't go away. Don't leave. Don't turn me off. All right. Be back with us in a couple of minutes so we can practice together. If you want to join in in the chat room, please do so you can ask questions about the tools I'm going to share. Very easy. Just go in and type in in your search engine, inspiredchoicesnetwork.com forward slash chat room and be part of the conversation. All right, everyone. We'll be back shortly. Don't go away. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. 
These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. How wonderful would it be to carry your favorite Inspired Choices Network host with you throughout your day? Well, now you can. Inspired Choices Network now has its very own mobile app. Our free app offers live streaming shows along with thousands of podcasts and TV episodes. Our shows cover a wide variety of topics. Whether you're waking up with us, carrying us through the day, and taking us to bed with you, we're always here for you to enjoy. We're easy to find. Just search for Inspired Choices Network in the Apple App Store or Google Play Store. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at inspiredchoicesnetwork.com. You can also send an email to karen at karenlesley.ca. Now, back to the program. Alrighty, everyone. I'm glad you're back here with me. And we're going to get into some tools. Tools that you can practice, that you can become very familiar with. And if you choose to do that, if you choose to learn them, choose to practice them, then they'll be with you when you require them, like they were for me this morning. The key thing is, though, you need to practice. When I was um, talking with my producer before the show, you know, I was talking about how I always use questions and she was asking me a couple of things and I was just checking in and asking questions, asking my body just as we were speaking. And she was like, you do that so easily. And it's like, yeah, I do. Because probably for like seven years, I've been working with it. So it's second nature. I have this connection to my body. I know when something will work for me and when something will not work for me. I trust my body's awareness. I trust my intuition. And I work with both of them constantly. And I know you've heard this from show to show and different times. And I'm going to probably continue to tell you the same thing over and over again because it is so critical. When we get stressed, the first inclination across the board for people is to go to their mind. How do I figure this out? And they leave and ignore the body. Some, and this may be a little woo-woo for you, some will actually physically, energetically, not physically, energetically leave their body and will want to just observe what's happening when there's a real shock factor going on. Maybe that'll be another show. Um, But otherwise, people will go to the mind to sort this out. And that is truthfully the last place that I would recommend you go. Go to your body and ask questions. What do you require? What requires your attention right now? What needs to be done? 
Who do I need to speak to? Do I need to speak to somebody? Right? When you practice this way of thinking and speaking to yourself, you empower yourself in ways that you probably can't even imagine right now. So these tools, please practice them. If you've got questions, reach out, ask me, set up a conversation. Let's have a, a, a quick chat. I offer a 30-minute free call with people to answer specific questions and to talk about what I do and to see whether or not we are a good match to work together. Because I'm not going to be the right coach slash healer for everybody. And not everyone I speak to is going to be the right match for me. So having a conversation is really important. You do get a sense of who I am by listening or watching my shows. And I appreciate that. If you resonate with the things I say, then maybe, maybe, maybe we want to work together. We'll see. But we have to have a conversation. So one of the tools now, let's get into this before too much time goes on. You know this one if you've been following my shows, waves of kindness, right? Calling it in, just letting the waves move through you. Never try to hold on to it. Just call in the energy, waves of kindness, and let it pass right through your body. Now, this morning as well, once I had done that for myself, I then also, at the same time, sent waves of kindness out to specific people that I knew received that email that I got when I woke up and sent waves of kindness to each of them. So number one, waves of kindness. Another way is that you can work with uh, guided meditations. I have a couple that I really, really like. One is um, hmm, almost a bit of hypnosis put into it. And it works really well to help me to center, calm down. And its purpose for me is to actually choose the energy I wish to be and then to become it in the moment. So that is extremely powerful. You may also like to do a walking meditation. I love going somewhere where there's a labyrinth that's um, drawn out on the land whether it be with grass or stones or pathways or however it may look. And there's, there's uh, various forms of labyrinths that you can walk. And for me, they are so calming and bring in so much information. Now, you could probably Google uh, where there's a, a labyrinth or a public labyrinth near me and see where you could go and where you could walk it. A labyrinth, though, is not a maze. So some people get them confused and think that it is a maze and then that's going to be stressful. And what if I can't find my way out and et cetera, et cetera. No, a labyrinth is a very, very clear path. You start at the entrance. And what I do is I start with a question or an intention. And then I'll be mindful of that as I follow the path and it wiggles and goes around and cuts back on itself and goes all over the place and always brings you to the center. Then I stand in the center for as long as I want. And I wait for information, a download, an inspiration, an intuitive hit, whatever you want to call it. It doesn't matter. A thought. 
a random thought that relates to the question I asked when I entered the labyrinth. Sometimes I need to stand there for a while. Other information will come in. I've also, when I've stood there and felt like I'm getting nothing, I'll ask the question again. I would then encourage you maybe to call in waves of kindness just to settle and be present. And then once I've received the information and I kind of feel like I'm done, then I follow the path back out. It's a different path than the one to the middle. You've got another one that leads you all the way out. And then when I get to the exit of the labyrinth, I will often turn back into facing it. Sometimes I bow. Sometimes I bring my hands together. But however it works for me in that moment, I give thanks. Thanks for the opportunity to walk the labyrinth. Thanks to those who created the labyrinth. And thanks for the guidance, wisdom, inspiration, whatever it may have been that I received throughout this whole process of working with the labyrinth. You don't need a labyrinth to do a walking meditation. If you love nature, you love the woods, you love gardens or whatever it might be, walking by a river, then find that place. Bring in your waves of kindness and let them keep flowing through you and just walk peacefully. Try to keep your mind clear. And just follow. Just follow. If you feel like you want to turn to the right, then do so. If you feel like you want to come back towards the river or wherever it might be, then do so. If you find a place that you can sit and you feel drawn to resting or sitting, then allow yourself to sit. And just be. Breath work, another one. This is great. This is really super when you don't have a lot of time, as I'm running out of time towards our next commercial break. I do, um, I don't know what the name is. I, I don't study breath work. I do know people who do, and they're amazing. But what I do is I have a count. So I'll inhale for, for me for the count of three. I hold my breath for two. I exhale for longer than the three. Usually I go to seven. Then I hold for two. So this may be kind of weird because this is live, but this is I'm going to do it now. Feel free to do it with me. Okay, so this dog. Inhale, inhale for three. Hold for two. Exhale. Seven. Now hold for two. And then I would inhale again. Hold. Exhale. Hold for two. And then repeat. It is great for your central, well, for your nervous system in general. It calms everything down. 
it slows your heart rate down if you've had a bit of a shock or there's a bit of turmoil. It calms your mind, your thinking. When you count, it gives the mind a job to do. And that's super helpful. So breathing like that can be amazing. You can also, again, call in waves of kindness to go through you at the same time to assist you. Another one is energy work, right? You can learn different modalities or techniques or simple things you can use to work on yourself. You can reach out to an energy practitioner or a healer and book an appointment with somebody to help you through maybe a shock of something or to help your body learn to receive kindness. To find a safe space to experience that relaxation, because for many people, it is so foreign. So energy work is great. So happy to help out on that end. And the last one before we go is coloring. Right? Get a coloring book. It doesn't have to be an adult coloring book. You get a coloring book that you like. Get some pencil crayons, get some markers, crayons, whatever it is, whatever. Uh, it's a textural thing for me. So whatever flow and an arrangement and variety of colors you want and color. I tend to use very detailed coloring books. That helps me focus. And as I'm coloring, I can become so peaceful. It's a great stress reducer for me to color. So there's your ideas, all right? So you've got ways of kindness, meditation, walking meditations, breath work, receiving energy work, and coloring. Six different ways that you can work. So go back to this later, get the, re the recording, and write them down and start to work with them. All right, we're off to our last break. Thank you for being here. Thank you, I'm hoping, for writing down and deciding to work with some of these tools. We're here on the Inspired Choices Network, where there are so many amazing people to help you in different ways. So don't go away. We have these commercials. And when we get back, we will continue on how to wrap all of this up and what we can do to ensure that when we need a tool, that we can find it. All right, everyone. We'll be back shortly. Thanks. We all have different experiences with and definitions of kindness. These experiences and beliefs about kindness have influenced who we are today and how we see the world. The universe is always listening. So what are you telling the universe today? Tune in to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Each week as Karen guides you to understanding how each choice you are making is either keeping you stuck or opening up the energy of empowerment for you. Listen to Cultivating Kindness with Karen, Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Central Time, 12 p.m. Mountain Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. This is Cultivating Kindness with Karen. To participate in the program, join the live studio audience in our chat room at InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can also send an email to Karen at KarenLeslie.ca. Now, back to the program. Hello, everyone. Thank you for hanging out for this whole show of Cultivating Kindness with Karen. I so appreciate you being here with me. 
So how do we wrap all of this up? How do I put this together in a way where you can start to find inner peace and kindness for you? Those two valuable, healthy, and so necessary energies for our bodies, our thoughts, our spirit, every single aspect of ourselves. As I was saying earlier in probably the second segment, I don't know right now, you can go back and listen. It's all cool. It's up to you. It's up to me. It's up to each and every single one of us. If we wish to have inner kindness, inner peace, inner calmness, inner whatever you want to have, it's up to you. In the commercial, it was saying that everything we do is either keeping us stuck or opening us up to more. Every choice, no matter how small or how insignificant you may think it is, is doing that. It's holding you in place. When you're in place, you're stuck. Or it's moved energy. It's created something different, which allows you to make a different choice to receive something to allow a greater sense of freedom in how you wish to live your life. This is no different, right? There's no magic pill to finding inner peace. There's not. I'm sorry. It, it, there is not. It's your choice, your actions, and your thoughts. It's you being willing, as we said earlier, to be vulnerable, to let your barriers down, to change stuck points of views or thought patterns that are preventing you from finding that inner peace. I truly never, ever believed that I could have the space of peace that I have now. I'm eternally, I truly, eternally grateful that I didn't give up, that I kept practicing. I found a deep desire to create a toolbox that had various tools in it for all kinds of different situations. The ones for inner peace were invaluable to me today. And I knew where they were. I knew which ones I wanted to use and I could have them instantly. And my results were amazingly quick. And you can have that as well. It's up to you to choose the tools to learn. Then it's up to you to learn them, practice them, practice the ones that work for you. You may need to tweak it. Exactly how somebody uh, explained it to you or showed it to you may not be quite correct for you. And that's cool. Don't copycat, create for yourself. Use the information I've given you today or that other people give you as a foundation, as a place for intrigue and experiment and figuring it out. Then find what works, practice it, and then create this toolbox. You might have to write them all down on a piece of paper and carry it with you. That's okay. You may need sticky notes all over your house, on your computer, anywhere. Bathroom mirrors, that's okay. Create the toolbox, know your tools that are in it. Because you've practiced them, you know how they work, and which ones will be better in different situations. 
If you find a tool stops working, cool, let it go. You may have outgrown that tool or those energies. The more you work with the tools, the more you're going to evolve, the more you're going to create more for yourself. You'll change the cellular structure in your body. So if a tool stops working, don't judge it, let it go. It may start working a couple of years down the road, who knows, or it may be gone. And if that happens, you'll find a new one to replace it and you'll create a different toolbox for different reasons. As you grow and develop, let your toolbox grow and develop with you. Inner peace and kindness requires no judgment of yourself or of anybody else. That is key. Getting to that place of no judgment, yeah, work. Because you've been in that space for decades and decades, and you're decades and decades old if you're listening to me. So it will take some work. Allow yourself to pull out of other people's realities and where that's where that control thing came in earlier. Be present for yourself. Reach out and get help if you need it. This may sound odd and boastful and so what, but I am excellent at helping people come out of judging themselves and understanding where those judgments came from, why they were working and how they are absolutely not working for you now. So I would be honored to help you and work with you. I have an amazing customized monthly program that I would love you to explore. Get in touch with me and we can talk about it and see if it's a fit and work together on a regular basis to achieve your ultimate place you'd like to be for your life. Yeah, big statement, but it happens. Think of the client who no longer wakes up with dread starting every day. So practice these tools. Okay, next week, we are going to be talking about, are you a dreamer? And I don't mean just the ones at nighttime. And I know I spoke about this a little bit a while ago, but there's a very different way to look at it. So thank you for being here on Inspired Choices Network. I'm Karen Leslie, cultivating kindness with Karen and always sending you waves of kindness. May you be kind and generous and find your inner peace. Thank you everyone for being here today. Thank you for listening to Cultivating Kindness with Karen. Karen Leslie returns Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Central, 12 p.m. Mountain, 11 a.m. Pacific on InspiredChoicesNetwork.com. You can find Karen at KarenLeslie.ca and follow her on social media. Until next Wednesday, Karen is sending you waves of kindness for a fabulous week. Remember, it's only you who has the power to be and receive the kindness required to change your life.